Hello there. Um, welcome to another t episode of Rainbow Tapes with Liam Koji. I am here with uh, Spencer Wojowski. Hello, Liam. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this, is a, this is such a treat. I'm like a little nervous, but uh, I have never been featured on a friend's podcast before. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs> the nervous energy in this room right now. <laughs> Are you picking up on that? Because I'm hoping your uh, <laughs> listeners don't. I am because I know you. Okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> also, you expressed to me that you were nervous. I am nervous, but I'm I'm I won't be nervous anymore. Now that I've got the jitters out of the way, I'm ready to I'm ready to talk some shit. Who do you, who do you want to gossip about? The bitch you thought I was an escort last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that person's not invited to the rainbow tapes. There'll be we... no tapes for that man. I was at uh, I was at a party last night, and this guy that I know from like years ago, who's followed me on Instagram, thought that I was an escort because I post like sexy pics on my feed. It was a whole thing. But also at that party, we you got know a... what? You know what? I'd buy you. I'd buy you if I could. Oh, thank you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, you also get you also get it for free. Anyway, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I don't have to pay for that kind of shit. I'm a good person. You're also hot. Um, but we also got an... LA culture is showing up to an event and thinking that it's a theme night when the reality is that an actual prominent pop star is actually performing Yeah. at a random club in Silver Lake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the great things about LA is like, you know, you... I don't I, if they had a theme night like this, like a disco night or whatever in Sacramento or something... You know, you wouldn't have Zara Larson or Ava Max just show up. I know, or Kim Petras. Or Kim Petras. Kim Petras showing up on a random fucking night at um, what yeah. was that party? It was at Valhalla at um Heart. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, she she has shown. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a Heaven party in LA, but she's shown up and performed there before. So did Charlie XCX. Heaven. Heaven. Like they um, they're kind of like a little weird warehouse situation. It's kind of like a rave. Okay. Um, I've seen um Sophie there perform um RP. it was amazing yeah which also my favorite drag show i've ever seen yeah was a sophie theme night oh excellent at yeah. um she's really talented. the lash well she wasn't she was already dead um well she's i mean she's still talented i think I her, know. Her, you know she <laughs> her legacy lives on for sure no like this so one of the queens mm -hmm. was doing i think it was pony boy pony boy yeah oh wait that sounds familiar Okay, I don't know who that is off the top of my head, but that sounds familiar. The song. Anyways. Um, oh, it's a song? By Sophie? So, yeah. Okay, edit that out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, anyway. Um, in a fucking blow-up unicorn costume. Oh, excellent. It was, like, very alternative, but, like, very my style of drag. Okay. Where it's, okay. like, there's thought put into the aesthetic of it, but also, at the end of the day, you're... In a wig, wearing 10 pounds of makeup, performing for people in a bar. It's not that serious. Yeah. It really isn't that serious. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> Which I love. I, drag that takes itself too seriously, like, I feel like misses the point of drag. Well, I feel, I feel there's, like, so many different kinds of drag, you know? It, it yeah. really... I don't know. It's, it's, it's such an art form. Like, um... Take and your, I think it's meant... I think it's meant to be, like, um... Disputed. Take your craft seriously. Yeah. This is how I feel about entertainment generally. Take your craft seriously. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're performing for people. Mm -hmm. you, you know, 
you're trying to make people your the goal is to make people feel emotions mm-hmm. but you know those emotions don't have to be sad they don't have to be serious and they don't yeah and just because one of those emotions that you're evoking is like joy or a vibe like mm-hmm. you know it's yeah it's still and if like everything if you're taking every aspect of the actual creation of that seriously yeah the final product doesn't need to be serious yeah i get that no 100 percent. and so like i love and like particularly like with jag like there's such a camp factor to it yeah to where like if people make it too serious yeah it's not entertaining well, I feel like it's interesting because I feel like Drag Race kind of like um, it kind of showcases a lot of different kinds of drag. But like when you're going, when you're in like more of like a small town mm-hmm. bar, like drag scene situation where you know you might have just like only a couple prominent like uh, community queens and like it really, it really is about like you know it's really enta- entertaining your your yeah the bar that you're working at and like having a good time and it's very different from like maybe the the drag that it's like featured on Drag Race where, like, there might be more, like, fashion queens and things yeah. like that. Um, Whereas... All, all is good, but... We have fashion... We have, like, a lot of fashion queens in LA, especially if you go out to certain parties and stuff. Yeah. Um, where, like, they're not... They might not be performers, and that's, like, yeah. totally okay. It's exactly. Just, not every... Yeah. Just, like, oh, you don't watch Drag Race. I don't. I... <laughs> yeah. So there are these two twins... They're the twins on this season. Sugar and Spice. I'm or... obsessed with them. I know. A lot of people are. They're not entertainers. Yeah. But they're, they're beautiful. Are, no, they are entertainers, but they're not performers. Okay. Okay. No, I, okay. Yeah. Um. Because they, I mean, they're influencers. Yeah. They probably. I think they have the most like, followers. Like they're they're not gonna be. I guess sounds like they're not gonna be strutting their stuff at like one of like the cheaper gay bars. Yeah. No. Uh, for tips, like they're they're not gonna be touring at bars. Yeah. yeah. Um. They're. I mean, they're. They're re- They're like fully formed media personalities yeah they're super charming yeah good painters but um <laughs> there's a certain like contingent of drag race fans who can't stand them because like they're not performers yeah and it's like that's not all there is to drag yeah no i um i have no issues with them i think they're great and i think they're wonderful and but i also you know I, all, I still have a lot of appreciation for the drag queens who uh you perform at bars and oh, really yeah. a huge staple of our um community because i feel like they have more of an impact than maybe sugar and spice would but that doesn't mean that sugar and spice aren't like you know yeah and i mean like some of the one of the best shows i've ever been to was in fucking raleigh of all places raleigh yeah i've been to the airport (laughs) that's it i i had to go to visit my ex's family um oh man it's a cute town yeah i actually um i hear it's great i hear there's a like uh, they call it like the research triangle or something, right? Like yeah. a lot of a lot of education and money goes there. Because Duke is there, I believe. Is it and Duke? and University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. And Chapel Hill, and there's one other like UVA, yeah. or no, not UVA. Sorry, we're in South. Car- we're in North Carolina. I don't know. There's, there's a, there is another college there though. UNC. There, there, no. UNC Chapel Hill, and then there is Duke, but there's there's more. There's a third, so it's like a triangle. Yeah. And they're, um, it's like three like major universities. Also, like a lot of, as the tech firms venture into, um, venture into, uh, cars and self driving cars. Okay. Um, they're built, they're building satellite offices, campuses. Whoa. Satellite campuses out there. Okay. To be close to the production because a lot of car production is in South Carolina. 
Okay. Okay. Well, I believe it. You know, yeah. I, it's, it's it's um I my relationship is all that I've um my only relationship with um Rally and and Durham in North Carolina is that I've flown over it and it's beautiful <laughs> to to fly over. Very green. Um, it also I, smells good. It smells good. Yeah. Okay. It smells sweet. Okay. Well, I believe that. It, it was, um, they had a pretty good airport, and I had a nice layover before I flew <laughs> to New York. So, thank you, Rally Durham <laughs> Airport, for that wonderful experience. And I do love a small state capital, apparently. Do you? I mean, I also really enjoyed Oklahoma City, which, like, that oh, was... man, I can never go there. Unexpected. Why? Sorry, Oklahoma. Oh. Confused. I had to. My best friend got married. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's a good reason. And Obviously, I also went to a drag show there. Oh, and it was well one of the last ones. School drag. Okay. We're talking forty-year-old, uh, forty somebody in their forties, pumped full of filler and like obvious Botox, dressed in like a recreation of a Bob Mackie dress and the tinsel hair that Cher once wore doing mm-hmm. um, believe. Okay. Like <laughs> that sort of drag, which I mean, like, okay. isn't what I go out of my way for. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. But yeah. the crowd was... Okay. What, what, what is that interaction? What, what, what was that like? Can it you was dead. It dead? Dead. Like there was no one there? Or like people just weren't People were animated. not engaged. Oh, I sent my ex a video. And yeah. he was like... It's like, get Are up. they okay? Support. Support your... Support your <laughs> entertainers. Oh, those bitches. Which I'm also... sorry. Is this... Um... No. You're fine. I'm so sorry, children. Um... There's a, I think there's an 18 plus label. It's fine. Um, oh, okay. But uh, no, speaking of tipping and my ex <laughs> and Drag Race, the season of Drag Race, Selena's titties and LA girl. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. We refer to her as my ex's nemesis because he did not tip her during a drag brunch once. Uh huh. And she spent the entire rest of the performance glaring at him. Oh. <laughs> I'm Team Selena. <laughs> I'm Team Selena. STDs. So am I. I mean, yeah, me too. Even fuck be- that guy. I know, but like even before things <laughs> went south, I was sort of Team Selena. Yeah. Even if you're not vibing with a number, which not gonna lie, that show was not great. Uh-huh. Brunch okay. shows at Mickey's are a little rough. Okay. Because they don't really have like the space for them. Okay. And so you're dealing with a stage about the same size as like. The distance from the end of the bed to the couch. Yeah, there's not. We're a doing lot this in my do. bedroom, by the yes. way. <laughs> so there's like what? Like there's not a lot of room in here. Well, three it's, feet. You it's have a big room. I have a big room. Um, so I guess I guess I guess it's spacious, but we're not that far away from my bedroom. Yeah, my actual bed. Um. Anyway, so we're here to talk about new music. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Let's just over the, like the last um month, so the month of February. Okay. Um, so... Excellent. I already had Spencer pick out his 15 favorites from the month. Yeah. Not gonna lie, thank God I did that before I picked mine, because there is some overlap. There is some overlap. Um, I was going to choose Borderline, Lie Like You Love Me. Yes. Complicated. Okay. Um. Yes. Prince Nokia. And Shades of Love. Okay. Okay. What are... (laughs) I mean, I don't know how you want to com- how you want to go about this, but like, were, were there any that you listened to maybe that you were like, "Whoa, I actually like this"? Or there was only one, so there were only five songs that weren't added to my library already. Okay. Um, 
And one of the, the one that I liked that I added to my library was Been Thinking by Tyla. Oh my god, yeah. So fun. That's so fun. And then the other is like... Have you, have you watched the music video? No. You have to watch the music video. It really will like give you a little extra like, oh, this song is really, it's really great. And she's, she's a, she's a, the only thing is that when I'm watching it, um, I feel like I'm looking at Tyla and I'm thinking like, damn, this girl looks like she's 19 years old. And I'm starting to just get to this age where I'm like, that's like, that's a baby. That's how yeah. I feel about Jenna Ortega. Like, um, she's going to like scream six and she's going to, and she's in Wednesday. Yeah. So how I am with like, you're actually, you're one of the only, you're, I think really my only friend who's younger than me. Oh, really? All of my oh. friends are over 30. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but at this point, like when I see like, it's been like a few years, like when I see particularly like younger girls, mm-hmm. I want to adopt them as like my little sister. Yeah. And that's sort of like, if I'm a fan mm-hmm. of theirs, it's like, I want to protect, I feel protective over them. Yeah. And so like, I, you know, I can enjoy what they're doing, but at the same time, like anytime anybody says anything negative about any of these girls online, I'm like ready yeah. to throw the fuck down. Yeah, no, I, I also, um, like, especially with Jenna Ortega, like, I just think, like, this girl's, like, 18 or 19, she's so young. Yeah. And, like, so you see, like, you see her on, like, Twitter or something, and I felt the same way about, like, when I looked at Tyla, um, it's just, I'm like, wow, like, they're really wonderful, like, really good performers, but I almost feel like I'm seeing social media and I'm like, okay, they, <laughs> they need to, they need to put on a coat or something, yeah. you know, or, like, stop posting these really sexy photos of her like they're too young but also what were you doing at that age <laughs> i mean also do the same thing so i think it's just me getting like older yeah. um and i'm happy in this way actually i'm happy that i'm like kind of feeling a little bit protective and not, yeah. i'm not like um you know kind of being the opposite but um i was watching the tyler music video i'm like wow she's so good but she, yeah. she looks she looks young my thing is like also i am very much like express your sexuality like you know mm-hmm I worry about the reaction because I mean we were actually just talking about like how I feel sort of objectified sometimes mm-hmm. yeah and like you know I I look at her and I'm like I look at younger people doing similar things and it's like great like embrace that but mm-hmm. like yeah it's a situation again where like any like any negativity any like inappropriateness I'm ready to throw the fuck down yeah yeah <laughs> we, we, we become protective but that's okay that's that's I think that's good on us in a way. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm happy to be more protective and like, I don't know, I, I can see myself being that parent that's very much like, put another layer on, you know, but... <laughs> see, I wouldn't do that because like, you know, it's... I know. I, it's but... like a fine line between like, protecting expression yeah, and also trying to communicate, okay, this yeah. isn't your responsibility, how people react is not your responsibility. Yeah. However, be aware of how people are going to react. Yeah. And act accordingly, how you're going to be able to handle that reaction. Yeah. Well, I understand that, but I also feel like I, I feel like if I was a parent, I'd be like, I'm like, like, I definitely have, I definitely yeah. have a sex talk. I definitely <laughs> have all of that. Be very, like, supportive, but at the same time, like, you know, um... I don't know. It's maybe just a protective thing, but I'll, I don't even know. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't. I'm not. A, I don't think I'm gonna be a parent. So no. <laughs> you you would probably be a good parent, but also the thought of having a child. Yeah. Absolutely fucking not. I mean, I can't even get my taxes together. So. I know. Um, my, mom, my, my mom asked me like this past week if I want if I was ever gonna get a dog, and I said, "Mom, do, do you know how long it's taken me to get my W two from my previous job? It's been just a constant struggle." So. 
I don't think that we're going to be doing that no. anytime soon. I think I am ready for a dog now. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because Have I, you looked? For what kind I've of dog started to. Oh, cool. Because um, I was... <laughs> I helped... I spent a year basically, like, taking on half of the responsibility for my ex's dog. Okay. So, like, I feel like I'm ready. I know sort of what I'm getting into, and I'm ready for yeah. that. I feel like you'd be a good dog parent. Actually, I have a lot of friends right now that are also getting dogs. Yeah. And... Like they're around our age. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit older than me. And I think you're a little bit older than me as well, right? I am. Two years. Two years. Yeah. So Almost exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a very, that's a very common age, I think, to get a dog. And, and I think a good age to get a dog. Yeah. Um, I'm not there yet. And I also miss <laughs> the love that I got from Zorro. Oh, yeah. I know. Unconditional love. Uncon- no, it was very conditional. Conditional. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very human dog. He's the, he's the only dog I've ever encountered. People will talk about, like, their dogs having, like, human emotions. Mm-hmm. He's the only dog I've ever known, I've ever, like, actually encountered where I'm, like, you're, like, a crotchety old man inside <laughs> a Pomeranian. Yeah. He will... Oh, wow. He yeah, will get pissed at you mm-hmm. and, like, walk away. Attitude. But then comes back about ten seconds later after he thinks about it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you, we're allowed to change our minds. So are dogs. <laughs> Um, but the only song that I didn't super vibe with Mm -hmm. is Lana's song, A&W. A&W. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear your thoughts. There is no song in this universe that needs to be eight minutes. (laughs) Individual segments of the song? Great. There's no reason for it to be as long as it is. I don't, I'm actually trying to think right now off the top of my head, if, is it, do I know a really long song that, like, it's completely worth it? Stairway Never. to Heaven, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. and Roman's Revenge. Okay. One of those is not like the others. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that. That's okay, that's okay though. <laughs> no, I, I agree, and I, um, I, I, I didn't even really add that song to my, okay, so... I, I'm sure, I don't know if I've told you this, but I'll, I'll tell you guys. Um, I If I like a song, yeah. I download it after New Music Friday, right? And I put it on my phone. And then I listen to it a couple times. And I'll do that for all the songs that I downloaded. And then if I really like it, I add it to my 2023 playlist. And that uh, song becomes like 200, 300 songs long by the end of the year. Yeah. And it's all like really my favorite songs. And I configure it in a way that I feel like it ends up becoming sections where it's like oh this is more r&b versus a little bit more punk rock versus this is more like pop or this is more like edm dance and it's really long and i i think i'm up to maybe about two and a half hours now on the on just this year for 2023 but i didn't add the a and w song because there's parts of that i really like but i almost feel like it's gotten tired pretty quick um and i i think the little beat drop at the end is really fun and interesting but it's still not it's still not what I want out of Lana. Like, I... I want ultraviolence out of Lana. I want another ultraviolence. That is... Actually, no. I'll take a Lust for Life. Lust like, for Life Life is, is really too. fun but to me. After, Lust for Life was, like, the last album that, like, yeah. I could really sort of embrace from her. Well, I feel like Norma fucking Rockwell was, like, the first of her new vibe, but it was so good. Yeah. That I really I actually enjoyed it, but it's it's definitely not my favorite. But I feel like everything since then has been... You know, nothing has really shocked me, surprised me, or made, or what? Well, it's not been very fun. Everything blends into each other at this point. Yeah. When you know you go back, there's 
What was the name of her first album? Blue. It, Born to Die. Born to Die. Okay. Yeah, and that 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 album is incredible. Yes. Um. That album is incredible. Ultraviolence is incredible. Yes. And Lust for Life is incredible. Yeah. All three of them have very unique identities. Yeah, they do. I I, I, I don't I don't even know how many albums she's released since Lust for Life because they all blend together for me. Yeah, there's been what Norman fucking Rockwell. There's been, I don't even know what the last one was, and there was another one in between that. It was uh, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Um, I didn't like that one. I liked the lead single off of that song, off of that album. Which one was that? I think it might have actually been called uh, Chemtrails, Chemtrails Over, Over the Country Club. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I, I do, I do really, I like loved like beginning Lana. And I think artists are allowed to change, but I just I just don't really really vibe with this new. One, two, Lana. three, four, five. Okay. Also, I did not like honeymoon. Honeymoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that one's that's not my favorite, but I don't remember that one. I really like Lust for Life. Um, yeah. a lot. I I, I think. So there was Norman fucking Rockwall, Chemtrails Over the Country Club, Blue Bannisters, and did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Oh yeah, Blue Bannisters wasn't... Actually, I, I liked the cover, but I didn't um, I didn't like the music. Wait, wasn't the cover like a random... Okay, the cover is cute. It was like it was, it was like her with like two big dogs or yeah. something. And I'm like, this is very Lana, this is very like cunt, you know? It is. I'm so sorry, children. Um, um, don't know. repeat that. Um, I actually, I did have, did you know that there's a tunnel? What is this title? Who the fuck do you think you are? If you own a fucking apple? I don't know. It's, it's, um, way too long. Um, it's an, no, you know what it is? It's Fall Out Boy. Oh yeah. It's like the um, title of a Fall Out Boy song. Yeah, 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 yeah. The scene is seen. It's a goddamn arms race. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I was a Lana fan and I mean, like I still revisit Particularly Young and Beautiful. That's such a great song. Um, that song is great. And the Cedric Gervais remix of that song? Really good. Yeah. So good. I'm, yeah. But I'm a Cedric Gervais fan. Yeah. I saw him once at a... Exchange. Oh, really? Where we were... Uh, I bet that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Where we were the Saturday before last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. That was, that was, you know, that was my first time at the Exchange. I know. That's wild to me. It was great, though, but it well, wasn't my favorite. You're more... I know. Is that controversial? I know. It's, I think it's your favorite, right? It's my favorite. It's yeah. my favorite club in LA. Yeah, my favorite is probably... It's probably Mayan. Every time I go, I just have the most wild time. Mayan is great for, like, Master Beat, because Master Beat's always, like, half dead, so the stage makes it feel full the entire time. Oh, my God, no. I mean, I've definitely been there where it's been really, really, really busy, and it's really... It's just... Oh, I don't know. I have a really good time there. Speaking of Master Meat and the Mayan, mm-hmm. one of my songs, uh, Sugar, mm-hmm. by Written, I guess? I don't know the name. I don't know how to say that word. Um, oh, I didn't get to listen to your music. It's. I sent it to you like five times. You did? I sent you the song specifically. Wait a minute. Unhinged. Wait, you sent just the song though? Yeah, several oh. times. It has a... Okay. It has a mid two thousand sample that I cannot fucking identify, and it's driving me fucking insane. Wait, okay. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, where's my phone? Hold on. You but, said it to me, right? Yes, but oh, I'll hold up to my ear so yeah. you can't hear it. 
I want to hear it. Okay, so is it in here? It's it is in there, but I also sent you. Okay, what is up with this like app not sending link like all not showing all the links, but it is in this. It only goes to like a certain. I don't think it, it holds um, every single one. So annoying. Wait, hold on. Um, but what? you know what it gives me. Hmm. 5 a.m. mayhem after hours after Halloween. Oh. I have like this like very specific memory of walking through. Uh-huh. And like that like style of music just feels oh. very I know this artist. Riton, Riton? Yeah. Hold on. Okay. There um this artist has like a, a song, like they remix like a Selena Gomez song. <gasps> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's um um, hold on. Let me, let me bring it up for you. It's, um, they do a song with Selena Gomez and it's, it's a, it's a popular song that you know, and it just has a, it's just a really good remix and it's like, it's better than the original in my opinion. Let me find it. It's, um, oh, Back to You. Oh, I, Back to You is like my least favorite Selena Gomez song. Well, listen to this, listen to this. Okay. Okay. But could you hear that sample in that song and Sugar? I mean, I can't tell where it's from. I can't figure it out. Yeah. I feel like... Is it Khalees? I don't know. I have no idea. I think okay, you're kind of asking like the wrong person. Yeah, this is really cute, right? So it's... it. She, I mean, Are you like, too young to remember music in 2003? Um, I mean, I've heard Come Clean by Hilary Duff. Isn't that 2003? That doesn't count. Um, that was also 2001, I believe. Oh, was it earlier? I think um, that's one. No, it was 2003 because it was after the Lizzie McGuire movie. Where she I remember her, Ashley Simpson doing the awkward jig running off the stage at SNL. Actually, yeah. I, I have never seen that and I refuse to watch because I know that I will be crawling out of my skin. I can't, I get like secondhand embarrassment. Like I, if I see something that's embarrassing, yeah. but I also, too. Yeah. I mean, also everyone needs to fucking lip sync on that show because the acoustics are not right for musical yeah. performances and nobody sounds good. I think, I think it's just, I think that whole situation was just like a lesson learned from a lot of people, but unfortunately Ashley Simpson probably got the brunt of it. Yeah. Um, which is just that, you, I don't know, you just gotta, show must go on. Um. The Simpson <laughs> sisters have really strange career paths. They do. Um... But yeah, no, so that song is, like, giving me, like, 5 a.m. at my end for Mayhem After Hours. Okay. Yeah. No, it was fun. Yeah. A little snippet. I'm obsessed with it. Wait, actually, I thought when I, so when you sent me that playlist, I saw all my songs at the top, and I was like, oh, he just created a playlist of the music I sent him. Um, and I didn't realize that you added yours on the end. Yeah. So I didn't listen. Aw. And so now I feel like, <laughs> um, we're just gonna have to. We're just gonna have to listen to it. Let's see. <laughs> to go on. Um, I'm so sorry. I mean, I've sent you tattoo. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a, a lot of um Eurovision representation on this playlist. Huh? Two songs. I do. Um no, so I do. I two of the songs that I add. My sister's crowned by Vesna. Okay. And tattoo by Lauren. 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 Okay. Yeah, you've sent me that before. I'm obsessed with it. I yeah. cannot stop. Also, you know what I found out? Yeah. One of the, I actually think the entire team of songwriters behind the song, uh-huh. prominent in K-pop, wrote my f- one of my favorite K-pop songs. Oh my god, look at that! Yeah. Um, Wait, what's the, what's your favorite K-pop song? It's one of my favorites. It's um, "Psycho" by Red Velvet. By Red Velvet. Okay. Yeah, and it's um. Wait, what do you like about it? 
Okay, well, A, the vocals. So, Red Velvet is known for their vocals. Okay. Um, and one of them is sort of regarded as one of the best vocalists in K-pop. Okay. Um, and the bridge, the melody of the bridge combined with, like, the crispness of her falsetto, mm-hmm. it gives me chills every fucking time. Okay. And it also, like, I I found it, so it came out around the time of my breakdown in 2019. Mm-hmm. And... The song is about gaslighting. Okay. Yeah. So I... So I... Yeah. <laughs> it's very relatable. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But, uh... No, and it's like... Red Velvet and just... Their mid-tempos are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... So, the songwriters that wrote... That that write for them have also written for yeah, Loreen. They do... Uh, yeah. Loreen? Loren. Who knows? It's Swedish. <laughs> um, her. Her. <laughs> but she won Eurovision in 2012. Okay. And I believe she's the favorite to win Melody Festival in, which is Sweden's, like, yeah. how they choose. Well, she has a great voice. I enjoyed that song. I remember I remember where I was listening. I was listening to it on my way home. I was in between the... I got off the metro station at Wilshire Normandy, and I was walking back to my place. And I was almost home, and I was like, you know, I wanted to shake it up a little bit, and you sent me something, I was like, let me listen to this song. Oh, right, you actually live in an area where you can actually use public transportation. Yes, I, I do. I, I don't own I a did. car. Yeah. Um, I, if I want to take the subway, mm-hmm. I have to first drive to the station. Well, you live in Sherman Oaks, right? Yeah. So, what are the main two streets? you live near well actually i don't even know if i should say that share this on this podcast yeah probably not um, you're not allowed we'll cut this out um i'll, but t- I'll type I'm it su- out for are you, you near are you near the like are you near the g line or the orange can you take the orange that's about a mile north of me okay yeah i know i i kind of forget sometimes that it's kind of north yeah um and like ventura is like farther south so i'm like two main roads north of or north of uh ventura ventura um ventura. So, I live near... Is it Ventura or is it Ventura? Ventura. Ventura? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, um, no, and do you know what's, like, stupid? What is stupid? Tell me. They're building whatever the fuck they're going to build down the Sepulveda Corridor. Uh Uh-huh. Are you talking about the subway line? Whatever they're going to build. I don't know what's going to happen there. Better be a subway. I don't think it's going to be a subway. I'll raise hell if it's a monorail. Also... Why do we not have light rail going down every major every major road in LA? Well, we should, but one money and two political will, mostly political will. Yeah, because like I the thing is like it's so expensive, but you can build you can build those kind of things if you disrupt traffic. But people yeah. don't want dis- traffic to be permanently disrupted. You have to find ways to like no, but I mean, divert. You, no, but if you put it on Ventura, no one takes Ventura anywhere because Ventura is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, well, it, it would be great to go down Ventura, but yeah. Unfortunately, it's just, there's no, there's no appetite for that, I don't think. But they're building whatever the fuck they're building down Sepulveda. Well, they're building it down Van Nuys right now. They're not doing it. They're not connecting it, really, for, like, where, the part of town that I live, which is mm-hmm. considerably more dense. Like, yeah. So where I live is mostly multifamily housing. Yeah. G-Line runs through a bunch of, like, single-family yeah. zones. So I it's know, like... By the way, do we still do zoning in LA? Yeah. 
Oh, why? yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Nobody's trying to build... Okay, here's the thing. Nobody's trying to build an apartment building in the middle of a single-family neighborhood. Oh, there definitely are, and I can tell you a couple examples. I actually shouldn't share it on this podcast, but I could tell you in, okay. in private uh, about some developers and their re- reputation with the city. But <laughs> they're definitely trying. Um, this is not a this is not a very music friendly topic, yeah. but there's something called the Builder's Remedy, which is um, something that came out of a, a older state law about mm. housing, and what happens is the city passes every twenty years what's called the general plan. And part of the general plan, there's a bunch of different components. They're called elements. And one of them is called the housing element. And the housing element has become the most important in California because of how terrible our housing crisis is. And so the housing element, instead of it being every 20 years, is now every eight years. So they make it almost separate from the general plan. And it says that you need to keep updating your housing element every eight years to accommodate what the state says is the amount of housing units that you need to build to be affordable. And... It used to, no city used to follow it, but because of recent changes, there's a lot more teeth and a lot more responsibility on the cities to actually build the amount of housing they're supposed to build. Yeah. And if you don't have a, it, it's called having like a, um, a housing element that is, um, that is compliant with state law. And if you don't have a compliant housing element, then you actually lose your ability to zone. Yeah. So any building that's, you know proposed technically if you don't have a compliant housing element they can build whatever they want and so you can build a tower in a single family home a single family district if you want to as long as the city doesn't have a compliant housing element that's so annoying but i feel like yeah we need to start we really need to incentivize building like denser housing along social along mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm public transportation corridors yeah well i mean there definitely is i don't know if you know this but transit oriented um, communities initiative i know well there's toc but yeah. also um i mean recently in september and it became effective january 1st it's called um assembly bill 2097 which is um allows that you know within half mile of a transit stop mm. which turns out is this it's the same distance as all the transit oriented communities yeah like tiers um if you're within half mile of a transit stop you don't need to provide parking for any commercial or residential I properties hate that. because you know what happens yeah they build it at the absolute furthest distance they can <laughs> from public transportation. Mm-hmm. So there's now a building on the corner of Chandler and uh, Whitsit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super dense. Not enough parking. Yeah, Half a mile from the nearest G-Line stop, which no one takes the G-Line because we all yeah. hate buses in LA. Yeah. So now there's no parking. The G-Line is great, by the way. It's wonderful. I've, re- you, I've ridden it. I refuse to ride a bus. Um, That's, it's, it's actually like it's like, see, the thing about, it's so, it's so funny, like, we all want to have really great mass transit. One of the cheapest ways to do that is to build bus. And to build something like the G-Line, where you have dedicated protected, bus yeah. dedicated bus routes, where you can build it at a fraction of the cost as rail. But there's just such a negative, um, negative opinion and negative feeling towards buses, when in reality... They are the most convenient. If you made them prettier, I would drive them. I, I know. It really sometimes <laughs> is about aesthetics, don't you think? It's really ugly. I, yeah. The buses in LA are hideous. I'm just going to throw that out there. They're orange. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to music. Yeah. Um, no, uh, but Lorene is the, fam- is the favorite to win Melody Festival in 
Mm-hmm. And if she wins Melody Festival in? Mm-hmm. What will you do? Will you party? Yes. Yes. But also, yes. I don't need an excuse to party, as we know. But yes. Um. Also, she will win Eurovision again. Okay. And she's she's you said she's she's Swedish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good for her. She's um. She's an ethnic minority in Sweden of some sort. I want to say she's Moroccan. Moroccan. Okay. She's fucking gorgeous. She, okay, I believe it. <laughs> I actually didn't look her up, so I have no idea what she looks like, but I did enjoy the song you sent me, so... Well, and the only thing I'd say... The only reason I bring up her ethnicity... Mm-hmm. People were pissed when she won Melody Festival in 2012. Why? Because she was not ethnically Swedish. Oh, my goodness. Ah, oh, Sweden. I know. But Sweden has, like, the best track record at Eurovision. Okay. Yeah, they have this, told me that. Yeah, they have the second most wins. I looked it up. Um, mm-hmm. Behind Ireland. Um, which mm-hmm. Ireland will never win again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, <yeah>. the, <laughs> the English-speaking countries do not do well. The thing with... Because um, that's because we're churning out hits. No, we're top not. Top 20 hits. What the fuck Girly. hits are, is Ireland producing right now? Oh, not, not Ireland. Sorry, um, Sorry Ireland. I'm, I'm Irish. I don't know you. <laughs> um, <laughs> cheers to you cheers. and your Irish roots. Um... Do you like Jameson? No. No? <laughs> I don't drink beer or whiskey. No. <laughs> no? No, I don't like whiskey. And if I do drink uh, whiskey, it's usually like a rye whiskey. I prefer Japanese whiskey. <laughs> I actually never had Japanese whiskey. It's good. Okay. Um, Is there a brand that you would recommend? No. No. I've just had people make shit for me with it, and it's always been good. It's lighter. It's like lighter and drier. Okay. Um... But, um, I mean, my other people, so we're still, we're still there. Yeah. But when you sent me the list, I was like, okay, we need to have some international things in here. Okay. So I also added some K-pop. Oh, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, we got Limelight's debut song, Honestly. Okay. Which I also sent you several times. Um. Did you? <laughs> yes. I'm obsessed with it. Um. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've gotten twice. I've gotten <laughs> piece of shit. I've got rhythm inside. Heroes. Tattoo. Oh, you did send me a yeah. song. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I remember this. Yes. I remember this one. I'm obsessed with the song. Um, Wait, I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh... Okay, you really like this one, yeah? Yeah. This one just came out? Yeah. They're not really strong performers, if we're going to be honest. Okay. Um, so... Is that really important to you? In K-pop, yeah. Because K-pop... K-pop artists are performers. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think it's a yeah, big part about K-pop. Well, because they're not... Which I enjoy. Most groups and stuff aren't writing their own music. Yeah. And so they... I wouldn't... I would call them more, art like, performers than artists. Yeah, I don't have a lot of, like, I don't listen to K-pop a lot, but I always just, like, <laughs> it almost makes me laugh sometimes, the, um, like, that one Blackpink song that's, like, super dom, like, d- super dom, like, um, they're like, how do you like that? How do you like that? You can like that, do, 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 and it's very, like, yeah. you know, like that, it's, it's very dom, vibe. and, like. Also, wait, have you looked at the lyrics to it? Um, yeah. Okay, I, I, after I got my, after I broke up uh-huh. with my ex, yeah. that song really helped. It did? Yeah. Oh, Because it was know. like, 
Well, particularly the look at me, look at you. Uh, yeah. yeah look, at, <laughs> look at me, that look at you, yeah. Um, because I was out of his league. Yeah. Also, one time during a fight, I told him I was significantly more attractive than him, which is a little bit conceited to say, but I know that it hurt him. Um, I was, I was not happy with that. You were in the mood to cut deep. That's okay. I was. That's okay. I'm one of those people where, like, if you make me angry enough, Mm -hmm. I will use your greatest insecurity against you. Okay, what's my greatest insecurity? I don't know you well enough yet. Okay. Also, you are, like, a very confident person. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Do you have insecurities? Of course. Everyone does. Um, Everyone does. No, but you've, like, never really expressed to me that you, you're, like, insecure about anything. Yeah. Um, I'm shy. You are. That's why I went on a podcast. <laughs> you are, like, <laughs> you are a little bit shy, but you're a very specific type of shy. <clears throat> okay, what's that? I do feel like sometimes when we're out, you hesitate approaching people. Oh, I totally do. Yeah, that's so funny. I do. I'm actually I shy. Remember, I feel like you've, like, hesitated a lot the night that we met. Oh, really? I noticed you a few times, like, looking over. Oh, yeah. And then it took, like, a minute. Because I'm also the same Did I come up and say hi to you? Probably. (laughs) Because I'm the same way. I'm trying to think about when we actually met. No, wait. I know. In August. Okay, yeah, actually, because you... Yeah, we were dancing right next to each other. And I remember the second time we saw each other was actually when we were at the Abbey, and I was with Uri and Tom, and I saw you. I forgot and, about that. Yeah, and I saw you, and I was like, oh, I like just seen you the night before, yeah. the weekend before, and I was like, oh, it was like, great to see you like out and about, yeah. and like I could get to know each other a little bit, and I remember us like actually being able to chat. But when I was at Because you don't chat Dilf, at <laughs> Yeah, when I was at Dilf, like, it was like, we were just dancing a little bit, and like, but I was also like kind of dancing with some boys that like yeah. I kind of knew a little bit, but like... We don't really see each other anymore or whatever, but it was great to see them in that moment. And so I was dancing with them, and then I saw you, and I feel like you were dancing with them as well, and it was, like, really fun and just, oh, it was yeah. just a good vibe. Yeah. But it was, um, yeah, I'm definitely on the, I am a shy person. Like, I'm, I'm sociable and friendly, yeah. but I, I'm, the, I'm not the person to go up initially, usually. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of, I think it takes a lot of courage to do that. And I, um, my boyfriend's very much like that person. Like, he is Mandeep so... Is... So he'll go up and just compliment I'm your aware. shoes, and he's and I so I get to enjoy that really friendly. Like, yeah, um, and he's very charming. He's so charming. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I almost feel like he kind of lures people in, and then I get to just be like the second person that gets in. They're like, "Oh, who's your boyfriend?" And they get to find out like that I'm actually really nice too. Um, but they like Mandeep's the very like yeah. Like he's the, he's the one who's gonna go up and actually um, make a conversation, and I'm I'm a lot more shy. Yeah. I, I don't um I don't do that very easily. I think that takes a lot of confidence. Well, because I think he independently came up to me New Year's weekend. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't introduce you. No. I feel like I would have introduced you. You did afterwards, I believe. Oh. I think there was a moment where he came up and introduced himself to me first. Oh really? Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have introduced you. Um, it didn't. Really... It didn't come up. Oh, like there was no scenario in which you could have before that happened. Oh, okay. So. Okay. See, he's just he's just very yes. friendly. He'll he'll make friends with anyone. He's really, just um, so good at that. He needs to come back to LA. Um, he does. But uh, no. Um, what were we talking? Oh, yeah. So limelight. Yeah. Great. Weird thing though. Really fun. They just that was their debut. But there are only three members. Mm-hmm. 
But there are two girls from that agency, part of a project group that's promoting for two and a half years currently called Kepler. Mm-hmm. I feel like those two girls are meant to be part of this group. Okay. And that's why it feels a little bit incomplete. Yeah. And I think that when the two girls come back from Kepler, uh-huh. it'll be a stronger group because those two girls are like... So they will join the three. Yeah. Like, you know, for a fact. Um, I think that that was the intention. I don't... I can't see... There is no world in which I see a K-pop agency debuting a group of three. Yeah. That's that, just that not a That seems very small, yeah, for K-pop groups. Because, I mean, with K-pop groups, I mean, we've moved... It's usually, to... like, four at least, but usually, like, five or six or seven, right? Or eight or nine or ten or eleven or twelve. Yeah. 12 or thirteen. So many. There was one group with thirteen. That's so many. <laughs> just, did this every person get to have the opportunity to actually have like the little solo moment when there's thirteen artists? Sometime. Not so the group that was thirteen, mm-hmm. no. Um, Luna, who is twelve members, is really big in the West. They Yeah, I've heard of them. They had individual promotions before the group debuted. Mm-hmm. And like they tried really hard to create like an, a sort of brand for each one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's worked particularly well. That's a lot of that's a lot of a lot of girls. But there's one nine member girl group where I do feel like each one has like where they shine. Okay. That's um cool. every single one of them has like their brand their own little brand, like and what they bring to the group, beyond even just like the positions that they hold. Mm-hmm. So what about like K pop do you really like? I love it- the unadulterated, unabashed poppiness of it all. Mm-hmm. I love a good pop song, I love a good hook, and I just, I don't need it to pretend to be anything else. Yeah. I just want... It really is just in-your-face pop. Yeah. Which, I mean... Yeah. I think you might be marginally too young. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, the first... As I was becoming aware of music, I was dealing with... Say La Vie, which was, like, my favorite song for a minute. I was dealing with the Spice Girls, Britney, Christina... Mm-hmm. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. 18s, like, just sort of, like, very... Yeah, in-your-face pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's always something that I've appreciated. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I get out of K-pop. It's not pretending to be anything to anything else. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Were okay. you too young for that, for that era of pop music that I just brought up? Um, I don't know. I feel like when I was really, like, at least kind of making choices about what kind of music I wanted to listen to... Where, you know, I, I think it, I was coming up and growing up at a time where, like, we were all starting to get iPods at the very, like, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, young age. And I remember when How I... How old were you when you got your first iPod? I don't remember. But I remember it was... I was, like, maybe nine or ten. Uh, um, I was so actually like, the same age. Yeah. So I was, like... It was around 2006, 2007. And so I remember listening a lot to... I remember a really... Al- like, an album I really loved was, like... Rihanna's Good Girl Gone Bad. Like, I thought that was just an incredible album. See, I never got into that album. See, I really liked that album, and I really liked JoJo as a kid. Like, I really loved um, Too Little Too Late, um, the High Road album. I uh, thought that... I still am a huge JoJo fan I all the way her. to this day. I don't, I don't love uh, her music anymore, though. I, I still do. I actually, like... There's a song called Anxiety um, by her that I think is just, like... I think I, I love the music video too. Like if you've ever seen the music video, it's she's um she's playing two sides of like a um of like an anxiety medication um, oh. like commercial where like yeah. she'll show the sides of her like having like struggling and then she'll show this almost like 
kind of cartoonish like happy side where she's surrounded by flowers and it's like a song about meds about yeah about medication relatable and, content yeah no, she's, <laughs> it, it's a really kind of creative music video and i think that she is a very creative artist and the fact that she writes a lot of, she writes her own music and and i think she's really talented and um i think she's super underrated so i've I, always liked her i can say objectively she is very talented yeah. Her music tends not to speak to me. Yeah. Well, she's, she's very R&B. Yeah. And I really like R&B music. I am selective with my R&B. Uh-huh. Um, when it comes to, like, straying outside of, like, pop, I do tend to go more towards, like, EDM or alternative. Yeah. And I, I kind of go the, I go into the R&B. Dr- I go to pop R&B. Yeah. It's, like, my kind of, like, it's where I, like, kind of live. I can tell. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but I really love... I um, soul. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, I mean, like, one of my songs that I picked was Piece of Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that song is completely unhinged. Uh-huh. All of Swaco's songs are verge on unhinged. Yeah. Um, I feel like my boyfriend kind of goes in that direction, too. Yeah. Um, and I go more, like, in kind of the RB direction and soul, soulful direction. Oh, also, another song, Cynical by B. Miller. Uh-huh. What was that like? It is... I, I mean, could, I wish you could play it. Similarly themed to like, it feels, I would say almost like "Good for You" by Olivia Rodrigo, but a little bit harder. Okay. It's okay. more of like a. Well, how do you feel about Olivia Rodrigo? Too many ballads for me. Mm-hmm. Sour was a really strong album, objectively. Mm-hmm. I have to be a mood. I have to be in a mood to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Driver's License. Obviously, everyone does. I love... Do we? Do you? Do we? I do. Okay. Um, do you? Do we? <laughs> Is this a safe space? Oh, do you no, not I like Driver's License? I, I didn't care for it. I, actually, I like that one more than any of our other songs, but I don't... Oh, really? I'm not a fan. My favorite is Brutal. Okay. Um, yeah. and I really love, like, the Brutal video and the, um, Good For You video as well. Okay. They were directed by, um, Petra... F. Collins, Petra Collins, um, who is a prominent, I want to say fashion photographer. Okay. But I know that she's also worked on a few other videos. She directed um, the video for Fetish, I believe, by Selena Gomez. Okay. Um, I forget that was, that was even a song. Uh, Leland wrote it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Do you know him? Yeah. Like, I don't know him in person, but I, I know of uh, his music. Or I know that he writes music. Yeah. And I actually know, I think he makes music too. He does. Um, he just released this week a remix of his latest single, which came out in January, featuring Muna, which... I did listen to it, yeah. I actually enjoyed that song with him and Muna, but um, it, I didn't add it to my phone. I didn't like it enough. Um, um, and I really am huge fans of... Yeah. I feel like they need to be called MUNA. I, I just bothers me that it's called Muna, but did you see Muna at uh, Pride? Um, here? Yeah. No, I didn't. <gasps> I didn't. Um, so, actually, because I was gonna do the Master Beat weekend. Yeah. And the weekend before, you know, I was like, I do, I don't. And this is right. Be- this is right when I moved to LA and just didn't have a lot of money, and I had to pick. I had to pick what weekend I wanted to do. So. Wait, when did you move to LA? I moved to LA. Re- moved back okay. in May of last year. Okay. Um, early May, but I did mem- Memorial Day weekend, and then follow. Pride was only like two weekends after that, and I had to pick. It I was not pick. two weekends after that. It was Memorial Day weekend. Uh-huh. Pride. We hope Pride. LA Pride. Yeah, it was like right around the corner, right? And three weeks in a row. And so I had to pick, and I picked Memorial Day weekend, and 
LA Pride Weekend and I skipped WeHo Pride Weekend. And um, I didn't even get to go to like the Christina one during LA Pride because yeah. I, I was going, I was doing Master B, you know. I didn't do so. We ended up. This was a week after I got back with my ex. Uh-huh. Um, and one of his friends ended up having extra wristbands, so we ended up going, and I saw Years and Years and Muna. Okay. What? Well, I, I love Years and Years. Me too. I saw them. I saw them a couple years ago at WeHo Pride. I literally like. I love them. I do too. Yeah. I really, really love them. I do too. I, I, I love. I love both their first two albums. I don't like the third, but I really like Palo Santo and I really like Communion. I didn't love Palo Santo. Okay. Well, I actually. I didn't like it as much as Communion. Do you like you like Communion though, right? Yeah, it's incredible. I feel like with Palo Santo, they were like trying too hard to lean into what was happening in pop in the moment. But I also feel like I feel like they even did more of that in Night 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 Talker or Night 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 something. Um, I skipped that album because I wasn't super it's not into. It's very good. But then, except for the song "Muscle," which I think is really fun. This they the released "Muscle" is really good. <laughs> um, I recommend. Well, and then, so wait, was that, okay, let me see. Oh, Night Call. I liked Night, Night Call. Call better than Palo Santo. Oh, I like Palo Santo more than Night Call, but. But there's a difference because it's now just Ollie. It's just Ollie now? Yeah. Is that why? Yeah, that's why it's a little bit different stylistically. Okay, because it really is different, like, style, styling-wise. Like, it, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um... And, and I, I don't know. I think it just kind of depends on the person and whether it's better. I, yeah. I, I, I really like communion. So I do too. But I mean, it, it does feel like it. it's, you know, he's, he's such a beautiful voice, but I almost feel like, I feel like it's a little bit more balanced at the beginning with communion. And then I feel with, um, night call, it just, it, it definitely does feel a little bit. So less balanced. Also, like, Communion came out around the time that I was really sort of starting to... Beginning to embrace the fact that I was queer. Uh-huh. Because um, I didn't come out until I was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, sort of... As I was sort of starting to reconcile a lot of different aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. And, like, sort of become more comfortable with... It's been an interesting journey there. But, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. it was sort of... Mm -hmm. That played a role in it. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, at that point in my life, like, that was, like... With that coming out at that point in my life was, like, perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a great album to, like, kind of come out to. You know? It's a great... It's a great one. I feel like when... I I remember when I came out, I was... God, what was I listening to? I was listening to a lot of... um, Oh, what was I listening to back then? I feel like I was listening to... What, I was... I was 18. And... Oh, I don't know. Edit this out. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what I was listening to at that time. Um, I remember there were... No, I don't remember, do I? And then when I started, like, fully embracing, like, my identity... Because, like... I had a hard time embracing my queerness and, like, more feminine side until 2019. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't think I'm the most feminine person, but, like, Mm-mm. I tried too hard not to be. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of limiting how I expressed myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, around the time that, like, I was really getting into Stephanie Tucker. 
yeah. is really into Lizzo, yeah. Ariana, yeah, Billie Eilish, like yeah. very like cool and powerful music. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And so, like that, and like those artists still hold like a lot of weight in my life. Mm-hmm. Last week, I really got into listening to Sophie Tucker for some reason. Mm-hmm. Sophie Tucker is great. All of a sudden, I was like, "Let's listen to Forgive Me." Uh-huh. And then I was like, "Let's listen to the cover of Chasing Cars," and that just led into more and more. Oh, you went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Okay. Um. Which, like, last week the music wasn't my favorite. I was listening to a lot of that. I was listening to a lot of Lorraine's older stuff. Uh huh. And like a couple of the songs, which, like, I mean. The songs that I was listening to the most are all on this playlist. Okay. Um, there was Hypnotized, Tattoo, POS, and I think that was it. Okay. Oh, wait. I want to talk about Anne Marie's song. Because she's back to being like an angry girl now, and I'm like really into it. Anne Marie, like the. Like the she, like, she's done pop music, right? Yeah. She did a song with Little Mix, right? Yeah. So she's like, she's like now. That sampled Lumity. What? That sampled Lumity. Is that what it was? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Where yeah. she absolutely cannot find the key. Oh, man. Yeah, but you know, um, Nicki Minaj just sampled that song this past week. And it almost kind of feels a little bit like, oh, I, I feel like I just heard that. Is this yeah. a remix of the Anne-Marie Little Mix song I just heard? I can't do, I can't handle Nicki. <laughs> okay, well, She's... don't let them find your address. They'll come and haunt you down. I, Nicki Minaj is talented she is the most talented rapper of this of her generation she is an incredible artist but i am i'm having a really hard time especially since the her cousin's friend's balls situation um (laughs) and then uh and i feel like it's really starting to get to me how she's sort of using this sort of reductive orientalism to build a brand off of, and it just sort of... It's not sitting right with me. Mm-hmm. I think my, my... My two cents on Nikki is that, you know, of course she's a really good rapper. Of course that she's paved a way for a lot of, like, the rappers we have now today, and I, I think that's all... that You know, that's... You know, she, like, I'll definitely give her her snaps for that, but I think for the past couple of years, just to hear the, the constant, like... I am the best, and that's all I want to sing about. Yeah, is I'm 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 tired of it. I almost feel like um, she has nothing else to say, and it, it feels a little vindictive. Like a lot of her also when she treats new artists instead of being supportive and wanting to collaborate, she's she's very confrontational and also let's talk about the fact let's talk about the fact that she has a beef with literally every other female rapper. Every because she's she's competitive for no reason, not and supportive. You know. She can't, she can't, she can't... Lift each other up. Li- yeah, she can't lift anyone up. And that's just very, it's so disappointing. It's, it's just a very, like, it's, it's kind of sad, you know? And yeah. I feel like she's kind of ruining her reputation slowly, but she also has this fan, fan base that's very toxic. And will, they're ride or die, but they're only, in my opinion, fans because they, I think, enjoy the chaos of it all. Yeah, um, which I mean... And the f- bullying. Yeah. And not, not because they actually really... Well, it's also mostly, like, internet stan culture, which, like, yeah. is predicated on bullying And she's, she's, she's peaked that. Like, her, her yeah. fan base is, like, it is the definition of that. Whereas, like, they'll come after, like, Cardi and shit. And, like, Cardi's fans are, like, 
I'm over here following her style choices for her um, (laughs) court-mandated community service. Yeah. Like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here for the chaos of it all. I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, man. But, um, no, the song by Anne-Marie... So, Anne-Marie lately has been getting into, like, more of the... So, her first few songs Mm -hmm. were very angry. Her breakthrough, mm-hmm. I think it was called either Alarm or Ring the Alarm. Mm-hmm. Angry as fuck. Mm-hmm. Still very fun pop music, but like, mm-hmm. it's like an F you to her ex. Okay. Which I feel like we're getting back to. Okay. Um, And the song is called Sad Bitch and it's about not being a sad bitch. And so maybe she just angry. needs to get her name out there and like get a little bit more like, you know, have more people follow her, like kind of get her name out there and then... Then now she's maybe switched to like more of the music she kind of actually enjoys making. Well, no. So she her career had a lull. So okay. after her first album, she didn't really get like a top ten off of any of her subsequent music. Mm-hmm. And then last summer she released a track with Aich, who's like a prominent figure in like UK hip hop right now. Mm-hmm. Um, called Psycho, mm-hmm. and it was a very angry song about being gaslit into thinking that you're the crazy person, which is also very relatable content for me. Mm-hmm. I think that hit number one. In the UK. In the UK? Yeah. Okay. And so, like, now it feels like she's coming back to that brand. Okay. Because one of the sort of... A lot of the critical response to her shift in tone, because she shifted in tone about halfway through the promotional cycle for her first album. Yeah. Um, A lot of the critics noted that shift and said that it wasn't as... It didn't stand out as much Mm -hmm. as when she was, like... As, like, her first couple of singles. Because, like... Ring the Alarm, received really well. I think it tried at number 15 in the UK, which for a debut single, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then Chow came Chow. out, which is similar in vibe, but more of a poppy sound. Okay. That did really well. Okay. And so it kept on the same theme, but it didn't, it wasn't like, yeah. it, it was less intense. Yeah. Um, and then her subsequent singles, a lot of the reviews and the, a lot of the reviews for the album were like, while they were performing well commercially, the critical reception was sort of like, why are we seeing this shift? Mm-hmm. Why are we seeing this shift from like the power of Ring the Alarm and Chow mm-hmm. into whatever the fuck is happening on 2002, mm-hmm. which like happens to be like probably her most successful song to mm-hmm. date. Yeah. Or... And then she like, kind of went back to it with Marshmallow, with um, Friends. Okay. Do you remember that song? No. I don't. It was actually it's actually her biggest hit here, I believe. I don't I don't know anything about Anne Marie. I don't I know nothing. I feel like I needed to have like the spark notes or <laughs> like I need to have homework assigned before this podcast because I um. We will do an episode where I educate on where I educate you on Henry. You just you need to be like mm-hmm. you need to you need to deep dive into this artist and then we'll talk and then I can then I can really go into details because I I don't know anything about Henry. Ooh, she's from Essex. Love that. Essex. Did you like that one song um, that I sent you? Um, it's also kind of angsty. It's called. Um, don't hate me. Find it. What was it? Don't hate me. Yeah, don't hate me. Um, I what enjoyed it. I it's kind of angsty. Did not add it to my playlist. That's okay. Add it to my library. Um, I wonder what you thought. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was good. I don't. 
I mean, it speaks volumes that I don't super remember it, and I listened to it like two hours ago. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of the, that's the issue that I had with it, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a different one. But, uh, no, it was good. I think my favorite song that she sent me that I did not have was the Tyla song, and then also... I can't remember if I had Rhyme Dust in my library or not. Well, MK is well, MK and Dom Dalla are both really wonderful. Um, they are. I really like MK. Like I think. I have songs from that. I have other songs from them yeah, in my library. But me too. I somehow missed this one. I am going to add it to my library. But okay, that's a good one. I somehow missed it. Mm-hmm. But I am a fan. Um, yeah, that's just a very dancey song. It is very dancey. I really like MK. I have a lot of songs by MK and some songs by Dom Dalla, but like MK, I don't know. Something, he really likes, I don't know, he likes dance music with like melodies. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. And there's some really good ones that I've downloaded that are some of my favorites. Um, MK and Dom Dalla. I, let's see. He has one with, um, he has two songs with Raffaella and they're both really good. Ooh. And he has one, um, He's one with Carla Monroe called 2 a.m. Like, everyone knows that. Like, you know, 2 a.m. and something, something, something. How does it go? Uh, Is it like a 2 a.m. I'm out here calling you. What? What? Wait. It's so good. It's so good. It's actually the second song on my um, party playlist. Um, um, it's very, like, very upbeat, dancey song. But, uh, no, and I also appreciated that you had um, Shades of Love by the Blessed Madonna. Yeah, that's a very fun, dancey song. Um... It is, and it reminds me of Rhonda last night. Yeah, that's a that's a song that I feel like would belong at Rhonda. Yeah. In my head. I've never actually gone to Rhonda. But you but need like, to come. But, um... We'll see. I'm we'll dragging see. you. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I will physically come to this apartment and remove you. Oh! Uh? <laughs> okay, let me... Let's pause. I'm gonna get another glass of wine mm-hmm. and some water. Do you need a glass of water? Uh, yes. Okay, so the wine break is over. Um... We're back. Yes. So, also, I really appreciated you having Complicated by Princess Nokia. Yeah. Good song. Yeah, that was going to be... That was one of the songs that was going to be one of my picks. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we did have a couple overlap. Um, um, but, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of music in February that I felt was very, like, noteworthy um, for me. So, yeah. it was kind of a struggle to put that list together. And I feel like even... This past weekend, like, um, March, whatever, March 1st or 2nd, yeah. whatever Friday it was, um, I felt like there was a lot of music that night that I was like, oh, if only, if only we I had, know. you know, if only we had that one weekend <laughs> in February, then I feel like my list would have been more like, oh, I have this 15 for sure that I really enjoy. But I, I didn't really, I kind of had to stretch a little bit. Some of those songs, I didn't even make it onto my playlists. I know. The first three that you sent me, though, Borderline by Tuvalu. Tuvalu, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Pearls by Jesse Ware. Yeah. And Lie Like You Love Me, L-Y-L-Y-L-M. By Rosalia. Yes. Okay, I'm obsessed with that song. It's so good. Actually, it grows on you, too. Like, at first, I really liked it, and then I feel like it's just become one of my most played songs this year. So, funny story. Um, I'm not good at listening to lyrics. On, like, the first listen. I don't think anyone is. So, when I listened to it, like, the second or third time, uh-huh. I screamed when I fi- figured out that she was listening to, uh, that she was spe- 
singing in uh, English. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she sings she sings some parts in Spanish and some parts in English. It's, it is like it all. The, I think what's really magic about her is like it's just so like you sometimes can't even tell. Like she's, she's really yeah. great at just slipping back and forth and um, really talented. Which uh, is very similar to a song by uh, Somi, who's a K-pop idol. Okay. She is from Canada. Okay. Um, and she has one song. Uh, What you waiting for? What you waiting for? Yeah. Okay. Um, and like the verses are in Korean, and then the chorus is in English. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think it's actually sort of the same ideology behind both, behind like that, and that's what Rosalia did as well. Yeah. It's sort of like a get the importance of out in a language that you're comfortable with, or like a language and like that the song is probably going to do the best in. Mm-hmm. But then have like the chorus with the hook in English. Yeah. So that way it's a more globally appealing song. No, I think I think that's I think I am assuming that is the intention be- behind that kind of like structure of song with like when it comes to international artists. Because yeah, I really don't know. I don't know what she's saying in. I I don't I don't speak Spanish. I don't know what she's saying in her verses. But yeah, her hook like I I know it. I'm also obsessed with the um, cover art. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Actually, and you know what's so funny, too, is, like, uh, a lot of her songs of Amon Mommy, like, I really do enjoy, but, like, I think the song, uh, Lie Like You Love Me, um, um, is, it's probably my favorite song by her. Yeah. Um, I think... Speaks to me. My favorite might still be her song with J Balvin. Okay. Um, is that, um, Kanaltura? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kanaltura. Yeah, that's, that's my one. favorite. That's um, such a good one. But I fucking love Rosalia. Yeah. I'm, like, really happy for her to be, like, sort of purposely, like, breaking into the U.S. market or to, yeah. like, English-speaking markets. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, U.S. radio is still fucking racist and still won't play music that is not in English. I know. It's such oh, a bummer. Except for there's one K-pop song that's actually gotten some decent radio play. Oh, which one? Um, It's called Nude by uh, G-Idol. Oh. Who, by the way, G-Idol, worst fucking name in the world. G-Idol? It's like literally G in parentheses, I, dash, D-L-E. Oh. I really like... I don't get it. I actually don't... So some say, uh, some K-pop artists, like, I, I'm like, why is that your name? Twice. Yeah, that's the, the one I was thinking about. Why is it twice? Be- <laughs> this one's a stretch. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> they charm you once with their looks and once with their voice. Okay, twice. Yeah, so they charm twice. you twice. You know what? That's too much thinking for me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and then they were formed on a show called Sixteen. There are a lot of numbers oh, happening here. Man. Yeah. Um... But yeah. Um, also, but I like their name in Korean. Yojaerul. Um... Yoja okay. means girl. Okay. Which is the G. Okay. And then idol is like something to do with youth or like a group of youth or something. Girlhood. Like yeah. It's like <laughs> a group of young girls. Okay. Also, I mean, nude. Nude. The title of the song. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Okay. Um, apparently, one of the, the leader of the group mm-hmm. composes most of the music. 
are all like their um, title tracks. Mm-hmm. And um, she wanted the song to be called Nude because it was going to be associated with Yocha Eider, which Yocha means girl. Mm-hmm. And so that's a search term used by people looking for underage porn. Mm. And so now when they search that, it's going to be the song. Oh, wait, that's actually really cool. So I'm like really into that. I, oh, they're also like a very spicy group in terms of like how outspoken they are. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Which like, so they had one member kicked out and they took like a year long hiatus and they came back and are like angry girls now. Why did they kick out the one girl? There was a bullying scandal, a school bullying scandal. And she was the bully. They claimed she was a bully. It's been proven false. Okay. But now they're, like, kicked out, so... Dang. Wow. And now they're angry Rough. girls. They're angry girls now. So their first song back was called Tomboy. Okay. Um, And it was, like... One of the lyrics is, like, You want a blonde Barbie doll? Well, it's not me. I'm not your doll. Uh-huh. So fuck you. They didn't say so fuck you, but... Wow. But there's... They do... One of the the choruses, I'm a fucking tomboy, but they bleep out the fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, on one performance on a music show, mm-hmm. they bleeped out the wrong syllable. They did what? They bleeped out the wrong syllable, so it was, I'm a fucking bleep, instead of, <laughs> I'm a bleep tomboy. <laughs> and then they performed it on one of the year-end shows. And Hell they, yeah. Purposely performed it unedited. Uh-huh. And there's, like, fan cams of... So, the, with Korean award shows and, like, end-of-year shows... Yeah. All the, like, the idols are off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're watching the performances, and it pans over to them. Yeah. Um, that reaction clip is great. Oh, man. There's one American idol, and she's like, yeah, let's get it. And the uh-huh. rest of them are like... Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny about K-pop, too, is I always wonder, since I live in Koreatown, like, I know we have a lot of, like, really fancy, like, Korean places here to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wonder if, like, some of the biggest K-pop artists are, like, eaten, you know, mm-hmm. only, like, a block or two away from me. Yeah. Um, well, there was restaurants. There was a music video filmed, like, a few blocks away from here. And mm-hmm. one of, like, the... I know sometimes they film here in LA, for sure. It's a Victorian house. Oh. Um, and I don't know where exactly it is, but judging from, like, there's a shot of them on the porch, like, from the back, and it shows the skyline, and so I... Mm -hmm. You're like, that's a lie. Well, no, I also know where we are in relation to the skyline. Okay, yeah. I know there was... Oh, that's Koreatown. (laughs) What's the big K-pop boy group? BTS? Yeah, they've definitely been in a music video somewhere. It was like, you're in LA, you're, like, in, um... A part of LA, and I was like, I know, I know who you are. Okay, so there were two music videos, one K-pop, one J-pop. Shot, they came out the same summer. Uh-huh. Both were filmed at the uh, Bradbury. Oh yeah, in downtown. Which is one of my favorite buildings. It's great. Um, and then one of them then also shot at, I want to say it's called Joe's Coffee, where they set up the uh, on the corner of La Brea and Wilshire. Where the Bernie headquarters was set up, it was where the LA Bernie field office was set up. Okay. Um, across from uh, across from the Academy Museum. Okay. Um, 
And then the other, Santa Monica Pier. Okay. Which I've never seen the Santa Monica Pier look so so uh, empty. Did they clear it out? It was it was after dark. It was a night shoot. Okay. Um, I've never seen it look so appealing. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it as a child, mm-hmm. like growing up here. Yeah. But like as an adult, Loki, I'd rather slit my wrist. It's it's very much like a Times Square thing where like you go once, really fun, magical. It's fun to go with people who are visiting, but to be there and to be here now as like a, a resident and visit all the time, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, the crowd, I mean, it's not, are you, is it really worth the crowds and the slow pace and the, was all the Times, performers? Was Times Square ever appealing? Was Times Square ever a fun time? Um, I remember when I, so when I, when I was in New York for summer, it was my, I landed, I had never been in New York before, and I... It was a really long flight, and I landed late, and I checked into my Airbnb, which I was staying at, like, I got, like, a discounted price, because I was staying for, like, four months, and I got, I put, I put everything down, and was like, okay, like, it's time, I'm going out, I'm taking the train, I'm going to go see, you know, I'm going to go see Times Square, I'm going to go see, like, I, like, cannot sleep right now, I cannot go to bed, like, I don't care how tired I am, like, I, like, I am so excited to be in New York, um it's my first time here and so i took the train into times square and i'm like this is so magical like times square is stunning like it really does take your breath away because it's like it's it's quiet almost because it's you i don't i feel like it's when it's in tvs and when it's in tv and movies it's almost like there's like music in the background or something where it just like kind of it it, you don't realize like sometimes how kind of quiet it is like yeah there's like beeping of horns and stuff but like it really is just like this really bright space um and it was just cool to explore and but then ever since then it's like every time you go back you realize like oh there's so many crowds oh it's so like touristy oh people are just like all over the place and like it's just a mess and so now it's like it's not a fun place for me to be but i remember the first time i went it was really great y'all should see the face i have right now i think because he looks like he's completely in love with me (laughs) he's found his person um no, I think it's from because I'm from yeah. LA mm-hmm. and like I'm familiar with um, Hollywood and Highland. Well, it's a similar vibe, yeah. But yeah. no, but no, but Hollywood and Highland is similar vibe in the way it makes us feel. But it has nothing on like kind of like the vast like size of Times Square. Oh, it's absolutely not huge. But it is similar in that. It, you are likely to be harassed by homeless people in costumes and yeah. you got to stay away from all 12 Spider-Men, especially 12 the one Spider-Man. with the, with the belly. <laughs> when I was, when I was young, there was like consistently a Chucky costume. A Chucky costume. Who would chase after oh, yeah. unsuspecting I've seen the videos by. of that on Twitter. I've seen the, yeah. the evil Chucky on the New York subway. Never again. Um, yeah, scary. No, but, um, <laughs> I need to send you that video because it, like, it looks fucking... The pier looks fucking gorgeous. I believe it, yeah. It's, like, hypersaturated and, like, I think maybe a little bit overexposed. Yeah. And so all the lights look, like, super fucking bright. Yeah. And it's so interesting watching, like, the sort of Asian eye for LA. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know any Western artists who are filming at the Bradbury Building. Even though the Bradbury Building is one of the greatest pieces of architecture in the country. Yeah. It's definitely one of the most iconic buildings in LA. Um, I mean, hello, 500 Days of Summer, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Um, I'm sure a there's other movies, of, like, but those A lot of f- noir films. A lot of what? Noir 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a cool... A lot of those... Oh, it's so... Some of those buildings in downtown, it's like... It definitely, like, when you're, like... So some of my friends, like, who have, like, lofts down there, like, the, the their front door is, like, a, like a, a frosted glass. And it, it does just remind you of, like, like, a 1950s, like, lawyer's office or, yeah. like, private detective. And you go in and, like... You're gonna meet like some sort of like femme fatale like on the other side. It yeah. like, really is that kind of vibe. It really is. Like well, it belongs in Roger Rabbit or something. Because it was those were all filmed in LA. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in those kind of buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, back to music. Oh, sorry. Um, no, we both get excited about shit like that. <laughs> totally do. Um, rain us back in, Leon. But um, no. So my favorite song on this list I think maybe other than Sugar mm-hmm. Perfect For You by Peach PRC oh yes I've heard that one I've heard that one yes. uh, sample like two... oh, yeah that, that sounds very like um... the Paris Hilton sample yeah 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 the f- oh okay I shouldn't say that perfect word perfect for wait um, yeah cause she's, she's sampling Stars Are Blind yeah the um... Um, you know what I'm just gonna edit it out the f- noises that came out of my mouth when I heard that sample with yeah. the, the first like baby I'm perfect for yeah I yeah. I was in the car I'm sure the, <laughs> I'm sure people on the, <laughs> people outside could hear me scream yeah um yeah that just, it is cute and I'm like a fan I I've I have enjoyed Peach PRC's releases in the past mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. You know she can't, she came out with a new song this I know. weekend. Did you listen to it? Of course I did. I didn't listen to it <gasps> yet. Yet, okay. yet I will. I will. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's good. I mean, because um, "Forever Drunk" was incredible as well. What was it called? "Forever Drunk." Forever Drunk. I've never heard it. It interpolates, I believe, "Forever Young." For like forever young. Yeah, I want to so be it's, forever. But instead of "Forever Young," it's "Forever Drunk." Forever drunk. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot like, of like. That kind of Loki sounds awful. I don't know if I want to be forever drunk. It's about her like getting over a relationship. Also, also she's queer. Oh. Um. I'll, yes, I, LGBTQIA. Mm. I have a few sort of like queer leaning like mm-hmm. bubblegum pop songs mm-hmm. on here. So like queer adjacent. So like I have I'm so hot with Chrissy Chapeka. Um, which sounds like 2002 Britney. And when she was promoting the song before it came out, she was mm-hmm. doing it with a bunch of drag queens. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And then, uh, Ho Shit by yeah, Riley. You, you sent me that one. Yeah. It's objectively bad. <laughs> yeah. It's objectively I not a good describe song. Describe it to me, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> however, it yeah. is highly entertaining. Yeah. And I also enjoyed doing hey. Ho Shit. So. Yeah. And she's House of Avalon. Oh, God. I actually, I remember the song that you did about it. Like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> it, it, it's not good. But I hey, love but you it. Know what? Yeah, that's okay. Um, you know, as long as you're entertained and you enjoy it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I also have... You know, like the song Unholy by Sam Smith um, and Kevetris? I really don't like that song, but for a lot of people, like, they really like that song. It's so yeah. bad. It's objectively not good. But also, it's because Sam... I feel like their current brand is very forced, and mm. I'm not a fan of it. 
I don't even know really what to say. I feel like um, I just when I see them wearing the stuff that they're wearing for yeah. you know on the red carpet or in videos or for photo shoots, mm-hmm. it's wearing them, and like they look uncomfortable, mm-hmm. especially that black thing they wore. Mm-hmm. He, they, ooh no, they. Mm-hmm. look intensely uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It looks like they'd literally rather be wearing anything else and maybe be anywhere else Mm -hmm. other than in that look on that carpet. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not what I want to see. Mm -hmm. Make statements, but, like, make statements that are comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't even weigh in on this conversation. It's just too... It's too talked about right now. I know. And it's like... I've stopped... It's almost relentless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I've completely disengaged. At this point, I've basically, like, muted any words related to Sam. Because yeah. I'm not a fan. I've not been a fan I, I, in like, a long time. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, I have been forever, and I... And, like, I hate the Salmanoli. Like, I hate it. Are you, like, actually a fan of him? A huge or fan. Ben. Them, oh them, God, them, them, him, them. Yeah, right, them. So sorry. So sorry, Sam. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of them. I love his cover of Time After Time that he did live at Abbey Studios. Um, I love the song My Oasis. Um, I love Dancing with a Stranger with him and Normani. I love that song. I and love I'm... the song Match from his very beginning yeah. of his career. I love, I, I know I'm not the only one. And like, I, I love In the uh, in the Lonely Hour. Like, <laughs> Oh, them. Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Sam. Um, That's so difficult because, like, when they first started releasing music. Let me repeat. You can edit that out. So no, you... For, for Sa- like, Sam's catalog, like, I really like the time after time. You don't... I'm not going to edit it out. You're fine. You, it, as long as you acknowledge your mistake. If this is not mistake, edited out, I'll be pissed. <laughs> as, as long as you realize your mistake and, like, correct it. But also with celebrities who cha- who like who like you met as like one gender who then to some degree sort of start identifying as something other than like their gender assigned at birth or their sex assigned at birth yeah not gender gender is not assigned at birth but which was interesting because I feel like I don't I don't really talk about him them fuck yeah. I don't really talk about them very often so Same. when they when they do come up like yeah. I I do miss gender because I don't really I don't really talk about them very often I, I I listen to them all the time but I'm, I'm not thinking about their gender when I'm listening I'm similar with the Demi I don't talk about Demi enough to have remembered her pronouns she's back to she she's back to feminine pronouns as well now okay but. I feel like, I feel that feels like pretty right for her. Like I, I I don't know. I feel like um I don't know. I don't know. I just you know I I try to adapt to what people how people prefer to be referred to. Mm-hmm. I slip up sometimes, and I think that the, just like the best course of action after that is saying oops. Mm-hmm. And correcting yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was a fan of Sam. 20 spankings. And um, you must eat at least five pounds of black licorice. But, as your punishment. 
But they, you know, I, there has been music that I have enjoyed from them since, like, the sort of, I feel like something shifted very, like, intensely after the Oscars gaffe. Okay, what was that? First gay man to win an Oscar. Oh, okay. He was not. Well, I feel like, okay, I think with Sam, like, I think when he, when they grew grew in like prominence like they had an album that was just very sad and i feel like like they have struggled with like identifying themselves as being happy or like being more comfortable in their skin and now that they're like they're like that or i feel that they've they've at least like focused on that more like it i i think it's harder for people to kind of like um I don't know to to resonate with maybe or like yeah. they don't really see him in that way. They just see him as like the sad boy. Um, when well, really, also, but... I feel like a lot of the problem, like the biggest controversy, has been the video for "I'm Not Here to Make Friends," and well, a lot of that is because yeah. like but the queerness feels forced. Yeah. As do- but like also like the aesthetic of what they are wearing in a lot of that video. Yeah. Isn't great. Yeah. To a lot of people. But I, I'm just saying, like, I know, I remember when he, when they came out with the, um, the music video for, um, uh, How Do You Sleep? I love that song so much, but also... Because they, the, the, there was a response to that music video. It was very, like, what is Sam Smith doing? This, this is almost, like, kind of odd. See, I didn't love that video. Yeah, neither did I. But that's primarily because they can't dance. <laughs> I know. That was not fun to watch. Um, I, I, at that point, I was like, great, you know, you're coming, you're stepping out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's fantastic for you. I support this. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. it just like, this, this, mo- this like current era that we are in with them mm-hmm. just feels very inauthentic. And I think that's where, like, I and a lot of my friends sort of feel... Well, maybe it's not Maybe oh. it's not really coming from his soul. Maybe it's coming from, like, a lot of outside forces, too, yeah. you know? But, you know, that's how a lot of artists are, right? It's not really... It's not... There's, there's more going on. Also, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. Do you know what that song is about? What is it about? It's about being friend-zoned. And mm. immediately after I heard that, I was like, Nope. Bye. Nope. The friend zone is not a real thing. Some people don't want to have sex with you. Some people don't want a relationship with you. Doesn't mean they don't like you. And sometimes they want you as a friend. Yeah. You are not entitled to them romantically or sexually. Yeah. And the implication when you say friend zone is that you think that you are. I know. And you're I really, not. I really don't like that term, friend zone. And like they it's, gave it's, you an interview it's like, about it's, it. It's like it's like almost like it's um like. What is so wrong with like someone not wanting to have like a romantic relationship with you, and wanting to just be like friends? Like yeah. that is, in my opinion, like so such then, a compliment. I love having friends. I have like so much love to give between not only like my yeah. boyfriend but my friends. I think that you are one a, of the most caring people I know. Thank um, you. <laughs> but know. Uh, no. It, that, I, I hate that that song is about being friend zoned. I hate that they use the word friend zone in a fucking interview. Uh, I nothing about that song, nothing about that video mm-hmm. 
feels yeah. great. Yeah. But, um... Anyway. Oh, there's also Ratata by Skrillex and Missy Elliott. I've been really loving Skrillex lately. Wait a minute. I have also sent this to you. Wait, you sent me this one too? Yes. But it was around the same time as Sugar, so it's not going to be... Ugh, okay. Um... I know. If it, it was this week, I was so busy this week. It was not this week. It was a few weeks ago. Um, it doesn't pop up. So it probably was, it was probably, yeah, it was probably at least two weeks ago. Yeah. So, okay. um. My bad. He, uh. Okay, yeah, next time we, if we do this, huh? if he, he's not going to bite me back after this. He's like, I'm, I'm sick of this boy. Um, but let's say he does for some reason pity me and wants to bring me back. <laughs> he's going to have to assign me, um, a very, he's going to have to assign me homework. He's like, okay, these are the six songs you need to listen to. We're going to discuss them in detail. And I want to know what you think about it. And can't be 15. That's too many. Uh, we're going to discuss like six or seven. Um, and I can send him six or seven. And we can discuss all 14. Um, and then that will be an episode. So, but Skrillex lately, mm-hmm. his music, mm-hmm. incredible. He's like in a very new yeah. space. It's Oh, well, how would you describe the new space? The new space is sort of somewhere in between like their earlier... Uh, dubstep stuff and what they were doing with Diplo. Yeah. Um, it's like... Dang, Dip- I feel like Diplo's everywhere. <laughs> it's like his dubstep stuff in vibe without the actual dub. Mm. So you're not dealing with as much bass, but you're still dealing with that sort of like rhythmic, urban leaning, but also sounding very alternative. Mm-hmm. And then Missy Elliott is Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott, queen of hype. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. Misdemeanor. Yes. Um, Hell yeah. But, uh, you also sent me, uh, I don't remember what it was called. Lottery. Oh, yeah, that's a very, what do you think of that song? Okay, so I like the song. I am torn on it as a concept because apparently it was Dr. Luke. Yeah, and actually if you, um, a lot of people bring, um, a lot of, um, comparisons to (coughs) songs like, like, if you listen to it, it sounds a lot like. Like, it sounds like, like say like so, sounds like say so. Yeah. Sounds like um that one song with um her and uh um it's um Sweetie. What's that song yeah. called? It is a very friend. like No, not best friend. Oh. Um there's another one where like the music video is like Sweetie and and the artist her. Okay. And her is the pilot and Sweetie's like the flight attendant and they get on and it's like um Oh, it's, it's like, it's a cute song, but it's very much, very similar vibe to Say So, and very similar side to Lottery. Yeah. A, a similar vibe to Lottery, and it's, um, and the, you, you, start to, you, you start to kind of, like, realize the kind of vibe that I think Dr. Luke is kind of giving out here, and... Wait, has, has Sweetie looked, worked with Dr. Luke outside of... Mm-hmm. I yeah. hate that. I, no, I think he's a really prominent figure in music. He so is, um, but I just, I need him not to be, and I think I that... I don't. And I, think it's I fair. like the song, and I don't. But I like don't want to stream it because like I don't want. I know. And like you know, we're at a point where he's now being nominated for fucking producer of the year. I know. And it's because you know we keep consuming music that he's written in, and it's like. I know. I get it because like. Kim Petras, and you know also really Doja. Yeah, so I mean, some really prominent people right now are still making music with him. Yeah. And, 
And I... That's such a controversial opinion. I don't... <laughs> um, I feel like I... I want to be able to support this artist and not support him. I don't really know how to do it. You know... At the same time as, like, support them and not support him. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's something that I struggle with with Competrus because Competrus has actually defended him. Yeah. In the past. And, yeah. like, also is working with... Um, a couple of people that were prominent in Britney's conservatorship. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, Irving Azoff is one of them. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I, I do sort of struggle with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then you also sent me a Kaliuka song. I love her. I... Do you like her? Her music is fine. Um, so you have to listen to, you have to listen to the song Fantasy off her new album, which just came out on Friday, so it was before, you know, yeah. you requested. Um, you have to listen to the full album. It's very, like, like, oh, have a glass of wine and, like, make a little dinny, you know, like, maybe, like, I don't know, saute some shit in the your little saute pan and, you know, just, like, enjoy yourself, light a candle, like, you know, like, eat a Girl Scout cookie at the end, like, kind of vibe, like, really, yeah. really chill, like, R&B, sexy, fun little, little tune. Um, I remember there was like some controversy with her at some point. I don't even want to know, honestly, because I feel like there's so many controversies with people lately. It's like, it's too much. So don't tell me if you do. Oh, okay, we're fine. Don't, don't tell me. I'm going to tell you. Please don't tell me. Um, people were saying that she was an, she was like a sexual assault apologist. Oh. That doesn't seem to be true. Okay. So she's fine. Okay. But I just, I get like... If I know, like, somebody has had, like, a sort of, has been, like, sort of canceled on Twitter. hmm Yeah. Honestly, I, like, don't... Oh, man. Like, I am just getting... I'm getting too old for this shit. Like, I'm, I'm getting too old for social media. I'm getting... I, it, it's, it takes a toll on me. And, like, learning a lot of it... Like, I can't keep up with the roller coaster of everyone's emotions. Like, the thing about, like, the Dr. Lucy situation is, like, I wouldn't know about any of that if I wasn't on Twitter and mm-hmm. I really probably wouldn't. And to be honest with you, I probably would be happier if I didn't know that like some of my favorite artists were working with someone who was like so controversial I know. and like, and you could be like, Oh, it's good to know that because like, but I'm like, is it, is it good to know? Well, because they're like, of, like the, a lot of the people that you like, you just enjoy listening to. Then you find out that they're like working with someone that's really awful or that they said something that was really negative when you never would have known that the unless thing... you, Unless you were on social media, like yeah. that would never that would never be in People magazine. That would never be on New York Times. It's just on Twitter, and well, actually, I think that maybe the opposite because the lawsuit between Kesha and Doctor Luke was always going to be published. Well, that publicized. yeah, for sure. And so, but I think that that would have put a more. Um, I think that that would have put a more permanent. Um. That would have had a more permanent impact on his career. Um, I think that that would have... I don't think that he would have been able to move past that. Yeah. Um, But with social media, I think that people... With the way that songs spread through social media and, like, having some, like, ignorant people who just, like, are looking for, you know, a hit. Mm -hmm. You know... And then having that spread through social media, like what happened with Kim Petrus, um, 
I think that that is what's contributing to his continued long, his, his the continued longevity of his career. Mm-hmm. I think that it, without social media, I don't think he would have a career anymore. I think that the media, I think that like the media reaction to it mm-hmm. would have made him untouchable. Yeah. Um. Which is like one of my problems with social media. I think that traditional media is a little bit better at sort of shutting down conversations sometimes where it's like, Mm -hmm. these are the facts and this is what happened. Yeah. I, without the ability to sort of rationalize bad behavior, I do think that. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of like, um, you know, Chloe Bailey and Chris Brown just had a song together and it's like, Oh, there's a lot, there's a huge there was a huge conversation on Twitter. It's like, there's the one half that's like, girl, why are you, why are you, you, you could do so much better. Like, why are you, why are you collaborating with him? Like of all people. And there's another half that's like, uh, having the conversation of like, what, what they're saying is like, Oh, Rihanna forgave him. Like he's trying to move past. He's like a really good artist. Like you need to just stop like has, crushing like a black man's dream. And he has subsequent assault. I'm pretty sure convictions, if not just like the. Um, well, it's not just Rihanna. He has he's this, this other. Yeah, there's thoughts. other people. There's there is documented behavior backstage. Yeah. Like he is and an I'll... erratic, violent person. Yeah. That has a history of assault. That has a history of domestic abuse. Yeah. And there is no scenario in which she should be working with him, yeah. or in which any artist should be working with him. And any scenario in which he should have a career anymore because of his behavior. You know, and because I, not only is it domestic abuse, the way that he treats people backstage on television shows that he's doing, notice yeah. that he's not made any appearances. Yeah. Because they won't have him on, and it's not because of the sexual it's not because of the domestic abuse. It's because of his behavior when he goes on these shows. Yeah. And again, without social media, he would no longer have a career. No, he's just a con. I feel he's a very controversial figure, and I feel like he's almost like drip fed to us, and like trying to bring him back into like same way, kind of like Dr. Luke is, and it trying to be drip fed back into like prominence, yeah, and without like being that controversial, you know. And I'm like, no, like, he, like I'm I'm not saying I'm against redemption. Um, some people don't deserve redemption. Don't deserve redemption. There's like there are some people. I don't. Maybe Chris does, but I no. don't. I don't. I, it's continued behavior. It, if it's it a is. one off, and, and if it, it's a one off, he's never gone away. You know, yeah. he's always been around, almost creeping in the shadows, like a. If it's ghoul, a you know? Know. <laughs> if it's like a one off thing, yeah, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Apologize for it. Atone yeah. for it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You know. But when it's... And which is where I was at with Chris Brown in, like, 2011. hmm I was a huge Chris Brown fan. I had, I had his albums. <laughs> I was never a Chris Brown fan. I was. I actually was a huge... And I remember, like, like, I love the song called Throwed by him The al- um, when I was young. <laughs> the Apple with... The album with, like, Yeah. Yeah uh-huh. times three, which is, like, the worst... Conti- the worst initiation of that. Anyway. Um, and uh, the song that he did with Benny Benassi, Loyal... Are you unloyal? Is that? I don't know. Do you remember that song? I um I remember These the song Kiss more. Kiss and um with you with you with you with you. See, with I was you. not. I that was, was like my little Chris Brown period. I was more in like Fall Out Boy Green Day territory in that time. Um, oh yeah. Well, those were all the same same time. So yeah, but 
on a brighter note, uh-huh. last song that we'll talk about. Yes. Cupido by Tini. Which one? Cupido by Tini. Is that one you sent me as well? Yeah. Okay. I am a Tini what do you like about this song? fan. Okay. It is some light, sort of like baby reggaeton. Um, okay. It's like very poppy baby, like... I don't think I sent it to you individually. Okay, it's in the playlist. Um, yeah. And, uh... I'm obsessed with Teenie. So, her... One of her singles from 2018 called Tiquero Mas. Uh-huh. It's so good. Okay. Um, what, what do you like about joy. it? Okay. I mean, so... Background, like, on me... Yeah. Background on me... I grew up in L.A., um, my best friends growing up, one of them was first gen Argentine, mm-hmm. the other was second gen um, Cuban, mm-hmm. and then I also grew up with like. I I grew up in a being around a sort of a heavily like Mexican neighborhood, mm-hmm. and so like a lot of like my foundational music mm-hmm. is Latin music, mm-hmm. um, and so like that has always sort of appealed to me. Mm-hmm. And then also I was at an impressionable at an impressionable age when Shakira became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Incredible. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, that's, I, I've always gravitated towards Latin music. Mm-hmm. And then with like Chini, a lot of times, like a lot of her more upbeat songs mm-hmm. are very, very, very poppy. Okay. And it's just like the perfect combination. And so. Yeah. This song reminds me actually a lot of Tequero Mas, which is, Tequero Mas is just like unadulterated joy. Yeah. Um, it's great. Also, it features a Colombian rapper named uh, Nacho, and he's like knee-high to a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. She's wearing like, she's like 5'2", wearing 6-inch heels, and he's shorter than her. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and there's no shot with the tune of them mm-hmm. in which she is standing up straight. In the music video, <laughs> she's all her like her knees are always bent in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> good knees, um, good knees, good joints. But uh, yeah, it's just. <laughs> but this video was controversial because it looked like um, it was similar to an Ariana video, but it wasn't a video for like an actual single. It was a video that she did for a publication once. Oh. And I can't remember what song it was for, but I... Do you know what album? It was off of one of two. One of two? Um, It was either off of Sweetener or Thank You Next. Because they were released the same year. Is it R.E.M.? It was... Oh, it might have been R.E.M. I remember R.E.M. She she did, like... I remember her doing some stuff for R.E.M. I feel like it was related to her... um, Her perfume or something. No, so this was before that. But this was... um, there's, like, a shot with, like, legs with black thigh highs doing choreography, like, coming up out of the ground. Okay. Um, and, like, some of the... I mean, I will say some of the shots are similar. Yeah. Not gonna lie. But also, I mean, I uh, feel like... It's kind of hard to do little original things lately. Also, the Ariana video wasn't, like, a video... A music video, a music video. Yeah. It was a fashion shoot. It was, like, a fashion video. Yeah. And so those tend to deal with some, like, more... They tend not to be the most imaginative. Yeah. They're trying to create an environment for 
whatever they're trying to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, translates really strangely into music videos sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you also have Gaga's um, Perfect Illusion video. Oh, yeah. Swinging yeah. microphone. Uh, it was really uh. simple. Yeah. And it was creating an aesthetic more than a story. Yeah. Which, actually, which is very different for Gaga because she's very about creating a story. Yeah, but I mean... It's not my opinion. If you ever watch GUI, my favorite Gaga music video. But she she does have like a string of like storyline-driven videos, but then again, you have art, you have applause, which was another like aesthetic video. There wasn't a whole lot of a storyline there. It was more... It was very just like art house, like... Referential yeah. vignettes. I know, but oh man, like... Also, justice for art pop. Um, justice for art pop. We are art pop stands. That is my favorite have Gaga you, album. Have you heard the rumors? The what? The rumors. What are the rumors? He's she's he's, reco- he's touching my inner arm. <laughs> she's recording. She's apparently recording a sequel to Art Pop. Well, I hear that she's had an Art Pop two for forever. Um, have you heard that? Yeah, but I think I think that she is now like seriously going to. Oh God, I hope so. Release it. Well, it's just like, in, oh my God, it, it, uh, like, our okay. pop is incredible. Like, I will say that there's we could hold do we could talk a whole ep- episode hour and <laughs> we're at an hour and forty nine minutes now. We could talk at least three hours about our pop. Yes, um, I mean like, and the there are a couple of songs where I'm kind of like. They're okay. Some are okay, but like some are just incredible. Yes. Um. Although at least six are really incredible. At least yeah. six of them. At least six songs. At least six songs. I do think that the six. I do believe that album was sort of a victim of circumstance. It's ahead of time, and well, also, there's so many she, like that. But also, she couldn't release the video that she made for "Do What You Want" because yeah. it was around the time that the R. Kelly allegations came yeah. out, and Terry yeah. Richardson was fit, was featured in it and that was around the time that his controversy started yeah no yeah that's that's okay yeah that's uh, that's a bummer but also i'm so happy that we got the christina version because it's even it's incredible i mean the, i why did she work with r kelly what did he add to that song nothing nothing uh, at all i don't know anyway we are almost at two hours so <laughs> He's so sick of me and my takes. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. Um, all right, but thank you guys for listening. And thank you for being here, Spencer. Thank you, Liam, for having me. This is such a treat. <laughs> um, and I will see you. I, I will have another upload for you soon. <laughs>